Do I have to say yes? You don't have to say yes. It would put a put big damper on this podcast game if you did not <laughs> give me consent. I mean, listen, uh, most of our podcasts end up with me talking 95% right. of the time anyway. So why why, why, why not just cut to the chase and get to 100%? Right. Uh, sorry, I'm posting like an odds piece. You know. Ooh, what are the odds? Is, uh, the 49ers are favored by seven and a half over the Lions, which we might as well talk about because uh, the next two closest ones are the Rams by seven over Chicago and the mm-hmm. Buccaneers by six and a half over Dallas. Both those teams are home. That's very interesting. Now, I, I do think that there is something to be said, and we've been saying it, that Detroit is really, really bad. <laughs> they're they're really, really bad. And there's not a lot of belief in Detroit, right? Like that's part of the odds game in that nobody is out here saying like, I think Detroit could have a good season. Even Jacksonville, right. which has a objectively bad roster, like you have to hold out some concept that they might be good because Trevor Lawrence might be really good. And that, right, that right, changes right. the odds game. So uh, with the With the Detroit Lions, it's like, You've got a head coach who is like uh, basically like a legal crackhead. Um, like he does so much coffee that like he'd honestly, it's probably healthier if like he switched to cocaine. Um, he wants to. <laughs> I'm, I'm deeply concerned for that man's heart. I mean, I don't I, drink coffee. Are you, are you a coffee drinker? Uh, yeah, I went with tea today, but that's because I ate a, uh, you know, absolutely oh God, it monstrous. Yeah, dude. I had. Two fried eggs, two slices of thick cheddar cheese. Maybe a little much on the cheese, honestly. I saw, uh, I saw it and I said, "That's not enough cheese. I right. want more cheese." Okay. So you had and to get then, you had to get like specialty slices. Was that like nicer than Sargento? Oh, uh, just tell Tillamook, baby. Thick oh, Tillamook, you, and then you fancy uh, boy. And then some good good Canadian bacon, which was at least the right shape. And then you know, honestly, pretty right. good. Yeah, I, I saw it and I said, "There's no way that's going poorly." Oh yeah, uh, that was my general takeaway. But I had to have like, there's no way tea. that tastes like shit. I had to have green tea to balance out the cholesterol. I I take a green tea pill every morning. Um, oh yeah, I used to drink back when I was young and beautiful. I used to drink <laughs> excessive amounts of green tea. Maybe I just get back into it. The problem is it got me a little jittery, and pretty good. I have a I have a hard enough time functioning day-to-day anyway so jitters no bueno i'm a sensitive it, boy does it get you more jittery than coffee does i don't drink coffee oh i don't like the taste of coffee so really i haven't liked the taste of coffee at any point in my life and that I've is tried... nuts yeah eh, i mean that's what it. it is but i mean I, I, i'm someone who likes bitter stuff like i love like really dark chocolate um, yeah i don't so like dark chocolate so somebody it, somebody warned yeah. me yesterday about the media coffee. He's like, it's pretty bitter, man. You better watch out. And I was like, well, it sounds like you just need to, you know, sack up a little bit. Um, Why were you so it. mean to Larry Kruger? <laughs> no, it was. I don't, I don't know who it was. Uh, I was actually a little mean to Larry yesterday. I feel bad. I'm going to send him a text. You, why would you be mean to Larry? He was. He was. It felt like a setup. He said he was driving back from Cal Poly on Saturday, and he heard he was listening to me on KMBR and and us he was listening to us we were on together and i in a <laughs> uh, a not so mature reflexive response said i'm surprised you didn't drive your car off the road and i don't <laughs> think larry got the joke 
And well, it's so not it's, mean to Larry. It, that was more ripping on you. <laughs> it was, but it, it felt it, it, at the time it, it kind of done. It, it felt mean to it felt mean right. to Larry. It felt mean. He was trying to give me, I think, a compliment, and I basically <laughs> said, "Fuck your compliment," and uh, I hope you die. Was <laughs> more wow. or less the tone that I think got across. And I feel really bad about it. So I'm going to send him a text. Well, yeah, I guess there's something some, I played some room for emotional growth there. <laughs> uh, a smidge. A smidge. Uh, how about a thank you, fuckface? Yeah. Uh, that would have worked it's, really that's well. That's tough to do, though, when people uh, you know, say positive I'm so self-conscious about, about this, about you're, the radio game, right? Yeah. And your like, instinctive response is uh, to just like, you know, shit on yourself. Be like, no, no, yeah. no, don't, don't compliment me. Thank you. I've only, I've only been doing that my entire life. So let's right. see if I can get that reflex out. Um, meanwhile, the Lions, seven and a half point underdogs. Yeah, it turns out having Jared Goff as your QB, a, a, a head coach who's just a maniac, and uh, your starting, you know, uh, rookie tackle switching to right. What is going, is not going on so there? It's by a hard the way. switch. It's a hard switch. I know. Uh, it, the footwork it, it, is completely different. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not a good dancer is what I'm taking away from Panay Sewell uh, because you got to be able to go both ways. Same, you know, you got to be able to be the mirror of yourself. He's he's right. not doing so. I mean, I mean, it's I mean, for a guy like somebody who asks you to become a lefty after being a righty your whole life. It's uh, it's not an easy. I know switch. people who've done that in golf. Really? Yeah. Has that gone? They base it. Uh, it's going better. Honestly, I don't know anyone who switched back. I know three guys throughout my life, all wow. different parts of the country. Who and this is kind of maybe this was a bit of like a YouTube trend or something, which is basically like their right-handed game was so out of control uh, that they decided I need to play left-handed so that I'm incapable of sort of getting out of control. Right. So they play a much more control game. It's a much more grandma game, and there are times when I'm spraying it left and right. Oh, it's going 300 just on the wrong fairway that I think I should just learn to play lefty. And then I try it in my backyard and I say, this was a bad idea because I have one lefty club at my house. So that's uh, fair. I, I'm with, I'm with you though. I mean, it, it, it seven and a half doesn't feel heavy by the way. No, I, I, I no, feel comfortable no, no. given what I saw uh, for the Niners against, I believe 40 players who will be cut by the Raiders come Tuesday, if not today. Uh, that sure. was an that was an embarrassment. Like I feel pretty good about the Niners' ability to move why, the ball. And I feel, why did the Raiders decide their starters didn't need to play? Well, it's because they've been so accomplished over the last <laughs> right, couple right, of years, right? 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 <laughs> I mean, last year you watched the Raiders game, like, and you oh thought to yourself, God. "This team has it together." <laughs> they got <laughs> that's a team that knows what it's doing. Uh, Gruden always punts a preseason game. He punted two years ago, which I suppose was the last time there was a preseason. He punted the game in Winnipeg. He just like didn't bring people to Winnipeg. And then uh, Winnipeg's field wasn't adequate for NFL play. So they gotcha. played on an 80-yard field. But John Gruden doesn't care much for the preseason. Uh, Sean McVay doesn't care much for the preseason. I thought that Kyle Shanahan doesn't didn't care much for the preseason. And then he's out there <laughs> doing doing some pretty heavy stuff, man. Like that was that was it. That was the that was the game plan for the regular season. They just did it only on two drives instead of the entire game. But uh, the turbo package or whatever the hell we want to start calling it was engrossing. I mean, it was it was wild. I oh, don't yeah. know how anyone had their heads on straight by the end of it. Man, the, defense. Uh, the spacing. Kyle didn't really uh, want to talk about it because it's uh, he knows how good it is. Um, but man, I mean, I mean, just just. 
Like, what was it? Was that the first run play that he ran where Mostert went to the right and Lance probably could have kept it and run it for a touchdown? Was that the first handoff that Lance gave to to Mostert? Um, well, Mostert played the entire drive and he had ten touches on the first drive. Uh, I so that would have been they would have I'm, been yeah, right inside the, the forty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was basically a, it was basically the entire line. Everybody on defense had collapsed in between the tackle box. And so it was just a question of which direction you wanted to run it with. And Raheem Mostert is faster. So it was probably right. a good handoff. He real got like quick, 30 something or 17. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Well, our boy Larry just responded to my roster prediction. Uh, oh, you yeah? want to go through that real quick? A little. Let's make that happen. Let's go. Let's go bit by bit here. I'll, I'll start you off because you have spent a little bit more time on this. I put one out last week. It was infallible. Uh, watch it actually all come to fruition. But. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not in the mood to do another one. I got a bunch of other shit. So let's go with. Uh, do we want to go through Larry's comments or do we want to go through yeah, your let's, roster? Let's, well, that's the best way because those are I guess those are the only ones that are really sort of okay. Whatever. Um, so Larry said he's not cutting Kevin Givens for Arden Key, which I disagree. You, you know, I, I sort of get, but I also think the NFL again, like I said, Givens deserves to be on the roster and. Um, you know, maybe you cut Michael Pruitt, but again, I, I'll we'll talk about that in a sec. I just think there's a we talked about there's a premium on defensive ends, and there are a lot of defensive tackles that get out there, and you also have Darian Daniels, who's you know getting to uh, your practice squad. So mm -hmm. we'll see. I, I'm I'm of the mindset, full stop, and I've talked to a couple of NFL people about this that there's just not a market for defensive tackles on the waiver wire there's so no many like, man it's there's so many and and there and everybody are wants names to keep and, their own guys too like everybody wants to keep the totally. guys that they're already cutting especially in i mean obviously last year you pretty much could get anyone you wanted and i think all but maybe one or two people in the entire league got to got through waivers uh because no one had seen anybody there's no preseason no joint practices nothing so it was pretty quiet but I, I wouldn't say there's more than 10 people who get picked up on waivers. That might be even too high. Um, right. I mean, there are some names like uh, uh, Keyshawn Johnson from Arizona, the wide receiver, uh, I believe got cut today by by the Cardinals. And I texted somebody who knows this stuff better than I do. And I'm like, hey, Johnson, um, you think he gets picked up anywhere? It's, it was just kind of an emphatic no, and I think that more of the base the baseline is the dude's unvaccinated and fucked himself out of a roster spot. Right. So good job, smart move, way to way to go. The worms in your brain will really help you in unemployment. But um, beyond that, like th there's just not this robust market of teams looking to, you know, most teams are as you alluded to, trying to figure out how to get 55 guys onto a 53 man roster, right? So they're just trying to keep their own. As opposed right. to teams looking around being like, oh, this guy who hasn't practiced with us for a month and knows nothing of our scheme, let's bring him in. Everybody's like that, got that, like a couple guys that they see come up. They're like, oh, I'd actually I actually kind of like that guy. But and, and Gibbons could be one of those guys. But it's also like, again, everyone's trying to stack their own team with guys they've already kept. Um, so who knows? Um, OK, so we keep we, we keep going. Um what was Larry's next? Should Michael point Hasty there? for Wayne Goldman again? Like I said, I'd I'd keep Hasty, but here's the thing that like I, I think a lot of people are sort of overlooking about it. Mm -hmm. um, so Hasty is five foot eight. Uh, Goldman, I believe, is six one. Yeah, he's um, a tall guy. So for a running back, 
so two things. Trey Sermon's going to kind of take a beating this season. Uh, no and he's sort of like your big blocking guy. Mostert sort of improved too, but you don't really want to have him in like on designated like pass sets taking, you know, huge blitz pickups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Goldman's really good at that. And he's sort of an expendable body and that's not right. nothing. And it's also in the past game. You can't, it's like Garoppolo threw a ball over Hasty's head into the flat last season. Him in the flat, like as a screener is like really, really dangerous because of his height. Um, yeah. And Lance throws darts too. So if you're running like a Texas route with him, that's like a, a pretty high chance of an interception. You know what it I mean? It sounds like you're making the argument for keeping Wayne Gallman. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I I personally would keep Jamichael Hasty, but I understand why the 49ers would keep Wayne Gallman, and this and that's why I think they do keep Wayne Gallman. Oh, I am. Oh, I'm reading Larry's thing. Yes. Uh, yes. That's, I think, the, I, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with I'm with you. You and I are in cahoots. Plus, I don't think Hasty has any problems um, making it the practice squad. I mean, just who's out here being like Jamichael Hasty. Now, I will say this. Uh, Hasty might get picked up from the practice squad down the line. Right. Once right. teams start getting into the belly of the beast. But when you have Todd Gurley still sitting out there, um, when you have Le'Veon Bell still sitting out there as a free agent, I'm not going to worry about you, Michael Hasty, getting picked up on waivers. Sorry, I'm just not. No, that's fair. That's fair. And they could play some fun games with with Wayne Gallman and even cut both of them and try to figure that out. But I, I just think that uh, they they clearly have identified Mitchell as a special teams guy. He had a great play on the opening kickoff yesterday. Um, Hasty isn't as necessary there. I don't think he would ever be in uniform. So I think that they're just in a position to where it's not it, 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 it's not worth getting weird with it. Um, wide receiver. Yeah, this is uh, Larry wants a vertical threat guy. Have you heard of Brandon Ayuk? No, apparently not. Um, I don't know. He's obsessed with speed and Travis Benjamin. So hopefully I'll go in there and, and uh, we, me and your, Larry can yell it out over this. Um, I'm just using this as a frame of reference for uh, what what people disagree with. Um, I like how you quote you to this feels, this feels a little vindictive. No, Larry and I talked about this uh, before the okay. game. Okay. Um, okay. Or during the game. And, and, um, and yet it seems that you came to no such consensus. No, but that's what I love. That's what I love. Like, no, it's good. And, and luckily, everyone's going to be wrong come Tuesday. Right. Keep your own opinions. Um, that's fair enough. I just think keep Juwan Jennings and Jalen Hurd because they're clearly more talented than the other three guys who mm-hmm. don't really deserve to make a roster. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah Jennings and Hurd both had drops, but like they're exponentially better than Webster and Benjamin, who just got a concussion. Webster, by the way, who, who can't play wide receiver and also no. dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Um and I know, I know, it's like about, you know, returning punts, but like, I don't know, st- stick Sanu back there and like just fair catch it and then figure that out. Or just well, IR Jennings or her, like. Something something else to to take into note. I mean, I, I think I saw, um, you can put Gallman back there on kick returns. You can put uh, Kick Mitchell. returns is not the issue. It's it's punt returns, really. Well, who would be the punt, who would be the punt returner if you went with the six that we've consistently proposed, which is Hurd and, and Jennings. Honestly, I'd let, I'd let like Ambry Thomas do it. Um, yeah, maybe. I'd let Jennings do it. Yeah, I mean, like you've also got another two weeks of camp basically to figure that out yeah. um, with guys find, on the practice squad. You've got time in to the rep. Modern and they also, game, yeah. sorry, 
I was saying they, they also haven't repped everyone there because they're trying to see if guys like Webster and Benjamin like are good enough at returning that it's worth keeping them on the roster. But you're keeping them on the roster for the sole purpose of fair catching uh, because uh, just the modern game does not allow for you know big returns anymore. It just doesn't. Mm. I can't. I mean, not it as doesn't. much. Uh, I, there, there are certain opportunities, but I'm with you. It's, it's less common. Well, how about this? The roster sure as shit isn't going to allow you know, big, big, if you need, if you feel like you need a big return, you stick Ayuk back there. Exactly. Exactly. But most of the time, you know, the punt is going to land inside the 20. Uh, you're just hoping that the guy doesn't fumble it. And there should be ample, ample, qu- uh, <laughs> easy for me to say, Jesus Christ, there should be ample candidates to be able right. to just catch the goddamn ball. So right. you think, uh, yeah, so that that's where I'm at with wide receivers. I want to go to tight ends real quick because uh, some people are disagreeing with me keeping Michael Prude on the roster, which I understand initially. Instead I had of Jordan him. Matthews? No, 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 just, just in general. In general. Just going three tight ends versus four, um, which I understand. Um, I get it. But at the same time, I watched last night's game again. I watched the whole second half, oh boy. Uh, which, yeah. Uh, and you look at the hasty run. Pruitt was there on a really nice run block. Uh, like when I watch the 49ers tight ends, I see Dwelly is still a terrible blocker, uh, mm-hmm. and a great receiver. Mm-hmm. I see Warner getting better at blocking, but he's also, he, I don't feel comfortable with him in line. Uh, I think he's much better out space. Yep. Uh, and he's I cool. just see Pruitt and it's like, he is a really, really, really good run blocker. I know mm-hmm. he had like a couple holds in the second game, but he was really good, uh, on Sunday had like when you looked at a lot of the key runs in the second half, he was there for a lot of it. Uh, yep. I just think, especially like you go back to 2019, they had Levine Toy Lolo as their inline big body tight end just to block. They, they need to go, they need to be able to do 13, 20, you know, 23 personnel. I mean, they right. have to be able to do stuff like that. And they haven't had that. And you looked at last year, that's a lot of the reason why they struggled is because they had no one to block outside of George Kittle at the tight end position. All of their mm-hmm. guys were atrocious. And you watch last night's game. They run the ball, I think, 48 times for 242 yards and four touchdowns. Again, it's against the Raiders' third, fourth, fifth, whatever team. You're really uh, grading on the curve. I know. But they I, I'm with you, though. They were doing to, it. Right. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. And another factor here is Pruitt's do $500,000 if you cut him, uh, which basically, if you bring him back, that's $1.5 million. And if you sign another tight end, you're basically no. playing that anyway. This is a guy that they clearly wanted. They put a premium on it to guarantee him that money. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really valuable. It's something we talked about a lot last year. They needed another run blocking tight end. Mm -hmm. And with the way they're going to run the ball this year, that's worth keeping him on the roster, in my opinion. I'm with you a thousand percent. I mean, one step beyond that, you you mentioned that Kittle was the only guy capable of really run blocking for that team. Okay, well, now what about 22 personnel? Right. Like the entire concept of George Kittle is that he's the best all around tight end. And it's great that he can block. But I would rather have George Kittle, who once set the NFL record for reception yards in a season by a tight end, getting fucking receiving yards and actually going out on routes. When he is your only blocker, you have to prioritize him as that inside a run first offense. But when you're able to put another tight end who can actually hold his own, um, you can put him. On left tackle, that means that you can move Kittle into the slot, put him next to um, Trent Williams, put him in the backfield, put him out wide. Like you can move him around as opposed to 
him constantly having to block and release or him just straight up having to block all the time. And you can't do that with Warner unless you want to put Warner in at H back, in which case, why the hell do you even have a fullback? And you can't do that with Dwelly, period, full stop. So right. you have to have a blocking tight end on this team. This roster isn't built for, especially to if they're going to be doing a lot of this inverted veer stuff, if they're going to be doing this read option stuff. Um, you know, Baltimore does it. They do it with a sixth offensive lineman more often than not. And this 49ers roster isn't built for that because they right. have enough questions at tackle as is. So uh, yeah. Kittle is the sixth tackle. Mikol Pruitt is the sixth or is the sixth tackle. So um, I, I just I, I think it's a no brainer, especially to when I you, think you, it's you I think it's a really valuable 500K. spot. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Um, well, you know, I'll, heaven forbid we actually break it down like that and not just go off our gut. Right. No, I, I think it's, again, I talked about it a lot last year. I think it's actually a really valuable spot uh, mm -hmm. to have depth, especially the way this team runs the offense and not having, you know, really an extra tackle you're that confident in. Uh, speaking of offensive line, I don't think there's really any questions here. Just run me uh, through the eight. Uh, Williams, Tomlinson, Mack, Bronsko, McGlinchey, and then just keep the three young guys, uh, Banks, Moore, McKivitz. Uh, yeah, the other guys fair. are Compton, Coleman, Shepley, Brendel, Calamante, Gutierrez, Kafusi. Uh, Coleman can like almost be okay, but like no, there's no market for him. Just just no. bring him back on practice squad. Brendel yeah, started to get better a little bit. Uh, I liked, I liked Brendel in camp. I think that he's a really good practice squad player for them and has right. a chance. But again, what is really the that. market for him? Uh, there's no, keep, there's no keep issue. Keep your three young guys that you all drafted. Uh, if Tom Compton wants to go sign with another team, Tom Compton God deserves that luxury. You know, God like forbid. I can't believe he's still playing. Well, you know what? Every time he goes in there, it's not half bad. I know that everyone gives Tom yep. Compton shit, but you know what? He, he is just still shouldn't ever for play tackle. Yep. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, but a, a rock solid guard and they might just have him hold up at the Hyatt. So not With a problem. You, uh, defensive line. So you've got yes, Bosa, sir. Kinlaw, DJ Jones, Eric Armstead, D Ford, Samson, Ibukam. Uh, those are six super, super locked in. Then you've got Maurice Hurst, mm -hmm. Zach Kerr, Contavious Street, Arden Key. And then the one guy I had out first was Givens. Uh, then Darren Daniels, Eddie Yarbrough, Alex Barrett, which is actually, mm -hmm. by the way, like a pretty good group of four to stick on the practice squad. No question. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be able to get all four to the practice squad. By the way, I do think that at least one of those guys will want to sign with a different team. Um, That's fair. And I'm not sure that you know, even with the expanded practice squads, I'm not sure how many you you can reasonably keep on the roster um, just as backups. But I'll give the 49ers this: the guys that play. <laughs> For the 49ers on the defensive line, love playing defensive line for the San Francisco 49ers. So practice yep. squad is appealing. Whereas if you're on some other practice squads, you're like, if I can get out of here, I'm going to. That's not going to be an issue, at least with that position. I don't think at many positions with San Francisco. Let's talk about the Givens thing um, yep. a little bit more. I just... I, I love Kevin yeah. Givens. I think he's a great player. I just that someone has to go, and the notion is that Arden Key is a bigger risk for the 49ers if you put him out on waivers than Kevin Givens. It doesn't right. have anything to do with right. the quality of play. It has to do everything. Givens with is the definitely the position. better player. Yep, no question. But with the Jordan Willis situation, with Nick Bosa's knee situation, with Ibu Kam not looking so hot in my opinion, with you not knowing how many minutes, much less days, weeks, years you're going to get from D Ford, you have to have a depth guy at defensive end who's not just a dude sliding over 
It's not, you know, Contavious Street got too big. Uh, Eric Armstead isn't a re- is only a defensive end in theory. Um, also, it, also, yeah. like this is not uh, this is not like the reason you, you totally keep a guy, but uh, having somebody for special teams with like length on the outside is is totally not the worst. good call. So uh, especially just yeah. trying to blunt pox, blunt pox. That's pox, the, exactly punts. Uh, I, I'm with you. Vocals. I think that that's a great point. Um, you know, they do they do it with Armstead and. Right. You know, key is is long as fuck. And listen, who knows how long key is on the roster? Right uh, after he probably week six, goes like for, Willis, you know, probably yeah. You figure it out. I mean, Jordan Arden Key hasn't had a sack in two and a half years, something like that. So it, it's not as if uh, he is infallible and uh, a, a must go. I mean, this is going to be a tough conversation. But again, you know, you 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 want to keep Givens. It, it, let's also take it back to free agency. I mean, if they had such faith in Kevin Givens as a bona fide member of the 53, would they have signed Zach Kerr? Probably not. I mean, they, they, they added yeah, a defensive tackle. That's true. They also, Givens had that legal situation over the summer, which I, I don't think they were totally. sure about either. So that, and that make that, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's hundred percent right. It's that's also, yeah. Right. Which also probably guarantees that a team like the Seahawks picks them up. <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, sorry to take a pot shot, but no, it's it's a legit you know? pot shot. Uh, you know, anytime you can block pot, it's it's pretty good. Or but, the chief, or the Chiefs. Uh, so I, I, there's no right answer, but I do think that Givens gives the 49ers the best chance of getting out of this scot free. And again, it would be such a short-lived scenario where they would immediately then put Mo Hurst on right. IR, and then Givens would be brought right back up. Right. I mean, in the River Craycraft uh, mold or Tom right. Savage mold, just hang out. Here's a little bit of extra sca- scratch for your trouble. Uh, you know, go go have yourself a nice meal down right. at the Bonefish Grill, and we'll call we'll call you in 24 hours. Right. They could also in- encourage him. Uh, you know, because he will go to waivers, so it's up to anybody. But he could also be like, I don't want to play for you guys. You know, just play coy uh, and tell whoever claims him that you know. I'd prefer to I don't stick know. with I mean, I don't, yeah, know, I don't I mean, know how that works, but I think players again, can, you know. Yeah, I, I, I've heard certain things, but when you're picked up on waivers, you're picked up on waivers. Right. And uh, that is, yeah, you could you could really play hardball. It's probably not in your best interest because then... No, no, he would just go, yeah. I think the 49ers would basically just say, no, you have to go because otherwise right. the NFL is going to be not. Yeah, we're going to get door. some tampering stuff. Yep. Yeah, we're not, we're not into, you know, we love you, Kevin, but we're willing to take this risk of not having the FBI on us trying to figure out what it is we said or didn't say at a certain time. So uh, it would be great if they, you know, listen, they could still do it with Zach Kerr. I don't think it's fiscally responsible. I don't think it's... Uh, no. I think it's a little too obvious what it is they'd be trying to do. These are the 49ers yeah, after cutesy. all they do. He's also do some yeah. bonuses. He wouldn't be too happy about that. So No, he, and he certainly has earned a, a spot on the roster. I just think Givens yep. is the guy. And it again, uh, as much as if you say, Dieter, would you rather have Kevin Givens or Arden Key? I tell you a million times out of a million times, I'll take Kevin Givens. But Arden Key plays the more premium position. Uh, he would get he's more likely to be picked up on waivers and the 49ers need somebody at that position more than they need someone at defensive tackle. Sorry, Kevin Givens, you might be better, but you lose out in this battle. That's the way the real world works. So yep. um, I'm with you on that one. I think that a lot of people will get upset about that, but when you break it down, what's the alternative? Right. One, I mean, uh, is there another spot on the roster that yeah, they could? Th- that's what I, that's the next thing I was going to say is linebackers. I had six. You could probably keep five. 
Um, and Who cut are the Demetrius. Six? So I have Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Aziz, Jonas mm-hmm. Griffiths, uh, Flanagan mm-hmm. Fowles, and Marcel Harris. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they really like Flanagan Fowles and have for a while. Yeah. Um, Harris has be- played way too well to, I think, get cut. Um, a linebacker. Yeah. And Griffith is like basically their Fred Warner backup. I know that sounds insane, but that's really how nope. they've repped him. He's the same way that Arkin Key is a Nick Bosa backup, right? Right. And <laughs> these guys are special teams maniacs too. Like correct. Harris, especially. I mean, Griffin is is an ace. I mean, they have some really right. good special teams. Larry dis- disagreed with me and wanted me to keep uh Justin Hilliard, which no, that's just that's just him, Justin Hilliard. That's just him fucking holding on to this bias that he I thought know. Justin Hilliard's was was an elite player. And you know, I I hate to do this to our friend Larry, uh, who One apparently is, is the subject of the show, but like I haven't seen Larry fucking out there. Like you can't go out there and tell me Justin Hilliard's a better player than Jonas Griffith. I mean, right. you get laughed off the practice field. Jonas, I'm trying to remember which one is 58. I keep mixing up. I mixed so Sullivan and Hilliard are both six-year guys. One from one's from Kansas State, one's from Ohio State. And I apologize to them, but I've mixed them up all of camp. Uh, yeah. I think Hilliard is 59. So Hilliard's, to be yeah, Hill- he made some plays. He, he's, no, he he's, a, he's a solid player. Yeah. They should it's absolutely also like have him on the he's practice getting squad. To practice squad. Exactly. Right. I mean, who, where is yeah. Yes. Right. We can move um, on from there i think so but they could keep five i think five is is reasonable they really do like yeah. flanagan fouls yeah. uh yeah. who who was the sixth guy there harris. sorry one more time harris harris i they would could cut harris. flanagan fouls as opposed to harris personally but uh uh i mean you? i mean again i'm not saying i love flanagan fouls i've seen him make some nice plays he's really long rangy i just don't know like is anyone really like picking him up like does anyone know about him he's no, got like no, I, I, no tape really the thing um, with Harris is, as a safety, obviously, no one would pick him up. Uh, I believe that's already happened. I believe he's already been placed on waivers once. I could be wrong about that. I think and, you're right. Uh, and as a linebacker, he doesn't know what he's doing yet. Uh, but he's, he's no, no, no. Listen, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not knocking his performance, which was rock solid throughout the preseason, rock solid in practices. I like him at linebacker. The only thing that he's done so far is shown an ability to run downhill and hit somebody, which he's always had. Uh, the 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 full bore of the linebacker position uh, is I haven't seen him go backwards yet. Let's put I, it that I've way. seen I've seen a couple plays in camp. It, it, to be fair, I saw more of it earlier on. Okay. Um, I, I think he's he just has less to think about a linebacker. I don't I don't know. I really just like him there. Uh, either yeah. one, like it's not. Real, like I we're talking about Marcel Har- Harris and and you know Demetrius Fl- Flanagan Fowles. Like worst I think case, you can, like do, you can cut one of them. Yeah, I think you can. I think if you're feeling uncomfortable with Givens, and by the way, you know they've been shopping Givens and Key uh, in trade talks, so they'll have a good understanding of what the market's like for them. Right. Uh, this is what teams do. So you can say, oh, they're giving away their position. Everyone's giving away their position right now. Um, they want to see if anyone will give anybody a sixth or a seventh round pick for a dude they're about to cut. So this is the this is the nature of of the game right now. But yep, um, on the corner. Well, no, I just oh, before sorry, sorry. we go, like I think they can cut either one of those guys, and then they can avoid the the Givens peculiarity. Yeah, that's fair. That might be a better place for that to go because I think that while. You know, no, right. no one's out here like, oh, thank God we got our special teams ace. Like that's been yeah. found in the. Ball. And by the way, when I when I'm doing like a projection, it's what I think they're going to do, and not necessarily Correct. like what I would do. 
uh, I'm with I'm with you. I would cut I think Flanagan fouls and keep Gibbons. Uh, that you would be, personally do that? Yes, and I would probably keep Hasty over Gallman. Those are the two things I would do differently. But that's also just because I love Hasty. I honestly think like Gallman might be a, a smarter play. Um, that's just yeah. like a selfish move on my part. Totally. Um, totally. But okay, yeah. cornerback. Uh, Corner, our, our Larry, friend Larry, Larry is, wants us to cut Henry Thomas. For, that's not going to happen. For just, who? <laughs> Dante Johnson, Devontae Dante Harris, Johnson. Alexander Myers, Devontae Harris, who hasn't played at all. Alexander they did start Myers, Myers yeah. yesterday. Didn't go great, but they did start Myers. Listen, man, you're not cutting your you know third-round pick. Um, who also, by the way, had like a lot of physical stuff to deal with coming out at like college. He had like a, a bad infection and stuff. Like I wouldn't I, I'm <laughs> listen, you're not getting me to argue that they should right. cut Ambry Thomas. Like no, it has I'm, been I'm just up saying and down. long term it might take uh might might take him longer than Lenore to like yeah. get his body where it needs to be. I mean, it, there's nothing let's just put it in practical terms. There's nothing that he's done in preseason to justify the belief that no one else would pick him up. Right. If you drafted him in the third round, you were clearly of the belief that someone right. else wanted to draft him. At least one team, probably a lot more. Um, at some point, perhaps even in the fourth round, perhaps in the later third. So all of these teams would now just be like, "Oh no, he's garbage. Why would we ever even put him on our practice squad?" Mm, <laughs> like, someone, someone's picking him up. That's exactly right. Someone's right. picking him up. Yeah. So that's why. It, it, listen, I'm not. Oh, yeah. uh, we're not at the point where it's like we're arguing about a sunk cost fallacy. He's done nothing to disqualify right. himself from playing for the San Francisco 49ers. It hasn't right. been he, as high, the highs haven't been as high as you want them to be. But. Right. He's looked like, okay. Uh, I haven't been moments. The, the one moment that I really didn't like was his attempt at a tackle, which actually to be fair, oh watching it back, that tight end did actually make a nice play to, to like jump out of it, but do not Still. tackle like that. No, I'm not defending that. That is how I would try and tackle someone. If I was in the NFL eyes closed, just diving with my shoulder, like away from them, hoping to, <laughs> hoping to like clip please, their ankle. Please die. Just please die. Right. Oh no, yeah, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into my, I ran oh, into no. my peer. It's yeah, um, that was, that was bad. Um, but I, no I think there's a lot of weird takes going on because people just haven't. And I hate to do like, oh, you haven't been to practice. But like we've seen these guys all of camp. Like we have a pretty good sense of what they look like and how the 49ers are, are feeling about them. So I just see a lot of weird takes out there that I'm like, what? Like that's not even on the table. Like Ambry Thomas is making the team. They have they're, – they're not deep at corner. Um, no. I don't, I don't even know why I'm addressing this. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. It's uh, it's a ridiculous conversation. You know, the only question was like whether to keep Dante Johnson on the roster, and I just think that's kind of a waste of a spot. Keep him on the practice squad until you need him. Um, even though yeah. I, I think he, you know, he's he played really well last year, and but he's a guy that they just cut and resign and cut and resign from here to eternity, and that's kind of how it's always been. That's his life. That's how he goes. Um, Last spot safety. Yeah, I think safety is pretty clear, right? You, you keep four. Yep, keep four, Jimmy Ward, Jaquaski Tart, Talano, Hufanga, and then either Haha or Tavon Wilson. And based on the way Haha just finds himself around the ball, he has, I think, two, yeah. two preseason game interceptions, at least two in practice. Uh, he has been in the, the right place at the right time, man. I just think with Tart looking decent, Hufanga looking good, like Ward, like all three of those guys actually looking good mm -hmm. right now. Swing on the guy with upset with higher upside, and I think that's Haha. Uh, and then. You know, see you. if you can bring Wilson back to the practice squad. If not, then okay. 
Well, yeah, Jared, Maiden, it, Jared Maiden's intriguing too. So you got him on the practice squad. I like that. And uh, Tarverius Moore also theoretically could return at some point this right. year. So, right. you know, I, 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 I say, you know. I'm with you 100%. I, I just don't know what happened to Davon Wilson, who looked like really solid and then has just disappeared. Just right. It's disappeared. not even like he's done anything wrong. It's just sort of like he evaporated and. Has he even been practicing? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, maybe, has he and honestly, in maybe, maybe he's been game? playing really well and we just haven't seen it. Um, has he played yeah. in the preseason at all? I'm gonna see if there's a snap count thing on NFL stats. It's it's a little it's a little jarring. Um, I thought for sure, like we were talking about him as somebody who was just <laughs> somebody who was just. Wilson make... played. Wilson played. He. I don't remember. Took him. twenty. Yeah, he took fifty-four percent of the defensive snaps. Damn. Yesterday, I had no idea. That's pretty insane that we didn't see notice. That there. Clint Dix. That's took a good 29. thing, right? That's a good it is thing. a good thing, I guess. Uh, they both uh, played fourteen snaps on special teams. Uh, it was clearly like trying them out against each other. So. Again, that's like that to me. That one is like just the same thing as Gallman and Hasty. It's 50 50. It doesn't really matter either way. Um, I mean, it does, but does it, you know? Yeah, I, I would. I'm fine with either of those guys. Flip a coin, uh, which doesn't say much and it says so much at the same time. Flip a coin. Um, all right. What, what, what haven't we touched on? I mean, I feel like Mitch Wishnowski just, you know, big. Oh. Let's Honestly, take a moment. He was, he was big dick in the ball last night. I got to say. It was, it was a tremendous, by the way, great punting performance in general in that game. Four kicks, four punts, 247 net yards, mm. 61.8 average. He Tell me about it. One touchback, one inside, three, three kicks inside the 20, 175 yarder, mm. uh, and then one just like mm. beautiful, like monster coffin corner punt. Man, give it up for him. Give it up little, for Mitch. A little, little golf clap for Mitch Wish. Let's go for Mitch Wisnowski. Love the it. Australian sensation. Um, yeah, man. Hey, they, they need a good punter. Uh, because the first up, like <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna delve into punting talk. Um you think about punters on shitty teams, right? But like good teams have good punters too. And with a defense like the 49ers have, even though we just shit over or shit on a couple of the guys on it, but with a defense like the Niners have and an offense that I think can it, it's at least going to move the ball really effectively on the ground this year. Uh, oh, yeah. There's something to be said for field position game. There's something to be said for constantly winning that battle. And perhaps it, perhaps the, the Mitch Renaissance that we saw yesterday afternoon maybe puts a little bit more emphasis on the 49ers getting punt returner, right? Um, in terms of the, the, you know recognizing the significance of that position of flipping the field, but given their, right. their personnel, I think they might have to just eat that one. At right, the same I would time. say you know, big ups I'd to Mitch. You've got two full weeks to see if like to to just check out the entire fifty three man roster that you go with. Um, I'd love to see Jennings back there. There's some for some reason I just try like to... every try everything out, man. Like just go with yeah. talent, and then you've got two weeks to say, okay, we really do need to bring back Simba Webster. Okay, do that, but make sure that like the guys that are actually talented are initially on the roster, and then whatever you skirt skirt one of them over to IR if you have to. Swing on talent mm -hmm. and see if you can figure out punt returner that way. 
like it it's like the upside for you know symbol webster over uh you know yeah. whatever what else, what do else we do you want to talk on? about um, I mean, herd. I mean, do we power do we power in on herd sure Just let's talk like, about herd um drops are concerning for sure but it wasn't good the else, ability to line up was also not good yeah, definitely, definitely some concerning stuff. But I just keep coming back to the same thing. Like, talent's clearly there. Like, I know people were like, someone's like, Jalen Hurd is not the player, you know, we thought he was. It's like, I don't know what we thought Jalen Hurd was or wasn't um, <laughs> because he hasn't yeah. played. Um, right. That's his I third preseason game. Almost, it's it's something where he's just, he's athletic, big dude, uh, clearly, like, still has some explosiveness. He was targeted a lot, and he was fun. Like he was finding himself open a lot. He was. He was. Now, again, should be noted, third string Raiders defense, which you're already starting at a low bar and getting lower. It's a unwinnable game of limbo. Right. But he also but, helped them uh get a touchdown with the Trey Lance run. Like, even though even like and I know you can run that with other guys, um, too, but like it's, the threat, it's, it's more serious with Hurd. Right. Putting the threat of putting Hurd in motion and they literally it was beautiful the way they set that up where they had Hurd run, you know, two yards. He couldn't find anything on the outside. It doesn't matter because later it's just setting up the entire defense sort of like water flows with him, expecting <laughs> him to like just take the handoff again. It was so and easy. And then you run. I don't even know if it was actually an option. I think it was a fake. option. No, it was an option. It was an option. Uh, he said to... that it was just the he just was reading the end and the right. linebackers. And it was just okay. so easy that it looked like it wasn't. And that opened up a ton of space. And then, you know, you had sermon blocking and it was beautiful, beautiful Lance touchdown. Okay, let's go into on that because the Niners buzzword, buzz phrase, whatever you want to call it, at the beginning of camp, when they were all giddy all the time, and we were picking up on that energy, was eleven on eleven. They kept saying eleven on eleven, eleven on eleven, eleven on eleven, and we obviously knew what that meant, but it wasn't until really, if we're being honest, yesterday seeing it against another team as opposed to against you know the Forty Nine ers defense, seeing it in f- real full speed uh, with a little bit of you know height to us as well to kind of make it all sink in a little bit deeper. It wasn't until yesterday that I, I think we all were able to take into account what 11 on 11 means and what kind of opportunities that presents for the 49ers run offense. Yeah, man. Um, that was, again, like I, I, we know who the defense was against the Raiders. Actually, we know exactly – we know that th- we don't know who the defense was. Yeah, uh, no, these these guys are going to be playing. In guys, the, but like, I don't really care. It's indoor the way, football. League. It's the way like any defender is sort of crashing down, looking at Lance, um, as a runner, and Marie Moster raved about it. It opened up space for everyone, even including the yep. wide receivers. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, I expressed concerns. I talked to you about this. I think on KBR and the one podcast we had that died. Is that my concern with using Lance uh, in that way is that he doesn't get into a rhythm as a thrower. Uh, He gets jittery. I I think the one solution to that is you basically only let him throw when he's on the move, which Mm -hmm. I know sounds kind of weird, but he's definitely more comfortable that way. Um, And I guess maybe like you just design a lot of like literally use him as Taysom Hill and just – right. Have him run most of the time, which again I don't think is properly using his skill set. But you know, maybe it's a little bit safer until you feel totally comfortable. I don't know, man. It's just when you're putting him in 
every now and then. Uh, it's hard for him to get in a rhythm, and he clearly, clearly improves as a passer when you know he can get in a rhythm with extended snaps. Well, I think that, and while I don't agree with this principle as an acting guideline, I do think there's also the the inherent notion that if Jimmy falters or Jimmy gets injured, then we'll figure out the rhythm then. But until that point, it's not about the the season isn't about how can we get Trey Lance ready. They're not a bad team. They're a team that wants to win the Super Bowl. So it's how can we use Trey Lance as a weapon to help us move the ball. Um, and if that, quote-unquote, stunts his development, I mean, I guess the counter is, would you rather him have no playing time? Um, I think it's fair to say at the end of training camp that he is not immediately ready to be a Garoppolo's difference Garoppolo is a better quarterback right now. Yeah, he's not ready to be. He's not immediately ready to be a difference maker quarterback, right? Well, uh, with his he, arm, with his arm, he could be, but there are too many inconsistencies to feel comfortable. I, I think, from Shanahan's perspective, I understand that. So Garoppolo comes in. Garoppolo does what Jimmy does with all of his limitations. You have the limitations of Lance as a young player, limitations that, in theory, uh, will remove themselves from the equation in due time. Uh, but you have those things, and you basically say, "Okay, well, what can we do?" to mitigate those limitations and this is probably it's crude but it's probably the best route in which to do it and if lance wants to show that those limitations that he has are gone he'll have some not ample but some opportunity to do that and that can change the calculus a little bit if jimmy wants to continue to run head first into the end zone which by the way uh that's like that is a, a real uh, ballsy ass decision that um, I think is I, I, I it's it's something you probably shouldn't do in a preseason game, but I really respect that. What else? What's he have to lose? You what know? are they going to do? Fire him? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, I, you could view it two ways. One, Jimmy is out there just balling. He has Just, been using he, his feet a lot more this preseason. I'll say that. Well, yeah, he, he's he's looked healthy. He's looked pretty he's decent. Dual threat guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what they had him as coming out of uh, what was it? Whatever high school he went to up in, in Arlington Heights. Um, I always forget is Glenn Bard or Glenn West or whatever. But uh, it, it is a little bit frustrating in that we know who the more talented quarterback is. And I'm always one to start the talented one, especially when you have an easy runway with a seven and a half point favorite on the road week one contest. But they're going to do this. Uh, I found it deeply annoying when the Saints did it. Uh, At least there's the theory that Trey Lance can throw the ball. Uh, I do appreciate Kyle basically just turning Jimmy into a shitty Drew Brees, which is more or less what he's been for the last two years anyway. Um, (laughs) And notice how Drew Brees is out of the league now, and not just because of age. Uh, There's there's something here. It'll be very interesting to see how it develops. I don't think it is a permanent staple of the 49ers offense. I would be surprised if it makes it more than a couple of weeks. But for now, it's going to be... I think as Tim Kawakami put it, I know as Trey Lance put it, fun. I think it's, if nothing else, it's quirky and quirky is interesting and interesting is good. Right. Hey, uh, I respect at least the idea. And I also think if you're going to try it out, the Lions and the Nick Sirianni led Eagles are pretty yeah. good teams to try it out against. 
I think Green Bay is probably a good team to try it out against too because they're so – Green Bay doesn't respond well to change. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not a uh, adaptable team. They need to be up early and then hold on. But, you know, if they go down and they're struggling because it's a different look, I mean, that's, that's, right. that's good implosion territory for them. Now it'll be interesting to see what happens with Seattle week four, but that's a long ways away, long ways away. Hey, I'm with you, partner. We uh, got a lot of time to figure this out, yeah. uh, but this team's going to run for a lot of yards. Well, what, what was it? 200, 200 yards per game would be near record setting. I think Ravens did like 207, 208 per game in 2019. Um, that's the offense they're running, by the way, uh, more or less. I mean, a lot of the same looks. Greg Roman picking up stuff that he was doing in San Francisco, which I, I went back and watched some of that with Colin Kaepernick, uh, two-quarterback system. Basically, they were we, just – Sorry, yeah. I'm interrupting, but how have we not talked about like the similarities between just the dynamic Lance Kaepernick, and Kaepernick? Like sort of just – well, and like literally uh, Alex Smith and, and Jimmy, like the whole mm. – like. I'm not saying again, it's like crude, but just from like a I don't know, like there's it's like a similar like pocket passing quarterback who's like, you know, 30s, and then you've got like just the big running like there it's like eerily similar, and I feel like we just haven't properly acknowledged it. Yeah, uh, I know I, there's I will say the similarities between Lance and Kaepernick are are somewhat jarring with the inability yeah. to throw anything less than a 99 mile per hour fastball and uh pretty pretty impressive running ability despite not having the best sort of combine stats in that area i mean it's not like Juwan jennings or anything yeah just massive arm uh fundamentally unsound (laughs) is probably the way to put it by the way we're nitpicking on the fundamental right also lance's lance's footwork and just pocket presence and the way he just operates at this age is already you know it's on a different level from where he just turned 21 he just turned 21 and he's played no meaningful football games, but maybe one or two in his entire right. life. Like everyone wants it now, but like it might take some time. The fact that it's the fact that we can even have the conversation about it happening now is incredible. So we'll see. And again, he's talented enough in so many ways that the 49ers are compelled to do weird stuff. <laughs> That's you know how hard it is to get an NFL head coach, even Kyle Shanahan, to do weird stuff. You got to be pretty fucking good. So. Okay. Clearly, Lance is really fucking good, but um, you know, you get. I've been watching a lot of Ravens. I've been watching a lot of like 2011, I think, 49er stuff um, before they made the full time switch. And first off, incredible the transition. And by the way, the Saints stuff too for the last couple of years. It's incredible how uh, uncreative the Greg Roman stuff was. <laughs> <laughs> in San Francisco originally and how interesting it is now when you have Lamar right. Jackson. Basically, it was just, here's an end around that he might throw from. I mean, it was the uh, Emmanuel uh, Emmanuel Sanders pass in the Superdome. That's, the that's Ravens, basically the offense. Ravens really got to add another element to that offense, though, because shit gets uh, stagnant. I, I don't disagree, but what they're doing in terms of trap plays and power—oh, it's and, it's beautiful, and I think it mostly works in the regular season. But in terms of the playoff, like if—I mean, you can make the argument, Kyle Shanahan can make the argument that you don't need to throw, <laughs> at least to make the Super Bowl. I guess that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's and that's kind of the—that was kind of what I kept thinking back to last night, as you know, they're just beating up on this poor Raiders scrub team. 
Like this is Green Bay and Minnesota all over again. Kyle Shanahan has made it very clear to us in the biggest games. You he think won't they throw run if he for, doesn't have to. For three hundred yards in a game this season. Three hundred in a game. Yeah. Have they have they ever done that? Is that a stat that you have readily available? No, no, no. I'm just I'm just trying to think. I mean, two seventy five is like a stupid number. Uh, ooh, okay. Adrian Peterson has the single person record for two hundred ninety six yards. Um team rushing yards in a game 423 by the new york giants against the baltimore colts in 1950 yeah uh they had i'm looking at 2019 they had 259 against the Bengals in week two the Bengals ran for 407 in 2000 the they um if we remember the nick bosa baker mayfield browns game monday night football 49ers ran for 275 uh, they ran for 232 in the 51 to 13 blowout of the Panthers. A few weeks later, uh, they went for 285 against the Packers in the conference championship game. Uh, only 186 against the Vikings, but um, De- Dieter, yeah, the Ravens yeah. ran for 404 yards uh, last when? year. Oh boy, what how game? did we miss that? January 3rd uh, Who, against whom? I'm trying to pull it up. 404? 404 yards. My goodness. Uh, Let me, I, I'll get it right here. I'll get it right here. This is really great radio. Um, 404 against the Bengals in week 17. Mother of God. Jesus. Let me just run off some of That's the... That's uh, why I didn't remember it. Yeah, Bengals Why were 17. they doing that in week 17? Well, because they didn't want to throw. Um, Actually, and, that's fair. That's... Uh, week 13, Dallas Cowboys... Ravens went for 294. Week eight against the Steelers, yeah. they went for 265 and lost. I'll say it. Um, yeah. This team's going to run for 300 yards in a game. I'll say it. You're giving them 300? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I think Mostert's about to be. It'll be it, the only thing that's holding Raheem. Well, two things. Things that are holding Raheem Mostert back from just the most monster season that's ever, ever happened are injury and Kyle Shanahan's propensity to rotate running backs. <laughs> Totally. Like Trey Sermon just coming in in goal line situations. But Let's see, I'm trying to find the worst teams. To, ooh, the Texans allowed 2,500 were the worst rush defense last year. That Bengals, be the game. Bang, the Bengals are on the schedule. Ooh, baby. Yeah, it's going to be ja- one of those Jaguars two. are going to give up a bunch of yards on the ground. One of those two. Yeah, are and give the Jag- up a bunch they on face the, the Texans, Jaguars, and Bengals, and Lions. Four, three, four of the Five worst rush defenses in the NFL last year. Oh, and by the way, uh, and by the way, the Packers as well. Um, who, again, they have their number. I know Mike Petting isn't the defensive yep. coordinator anymore, but there's still a lot of the same guys. I, I say it happens. I say it happens. Okay. Okay. Yards That's a good bet. That's my. That's take. a good bet. That will be our. Uh, that will be our segue into the next episode, which is bold bets for the 2021 season. Oh and, hell yeah! And Jake's already on the board. Jake's oh, already baby. on the fucking board. Let's go. All right. That's the show. I'm stopping recording now. Let's see if this one saves. <laughs>